the liquid staking module lets you convert staked atom into liquid staked atom instantly. It's maybe the most exciting part of the LSM. This view might be familiar to most people, but what's new is this toggle. If you imagine a world where liquid staking is thriving, governance becomes crucial. The more interesting flavors of liquid governance are locking ST tokens within DeFi. So we're super excited about the upgrade. It goes live on Wednesday, and I think uh, it's going to really kickstart liquidity in Cosmos. Welcome to the Bare Metal Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Ship the Code from Rockway X at the Bare Metal Podcast. I've got Riley Edmonds here with me from Stride. Welcome, Riley. Hello. Good to be here. Excited to talk about all things liquid staking. I heard you guys are busy in Stride. Um, so tell us what's top of mind today. By far the most top of mind is the liquid staking module. It goes live in five days on the Cosmos Hub which means that users will be able to liquid stake their already staked atom without having to unbond. We've been involved in some of the later efforts in that, along with occlusion and some other teams. We're also looking ahead to some other roadmap items. I'm sure we'll, we'll cover it all today, but liquid staking is uh, liquid staking and the liquid staking module are top of mind. So LSM is a, I'd say quite an awaited feature. Uh, which is going to introduce sort of more flexibility in, in moving around staked uh, tokens, which be super interesting to watch what are the use cases that come up with. But obviously liquid staking is the key uh, sort of use case here. So can you talk about what that's going to enable uh, for for you guys? Like how is that going to make life easier for stakers? So I can, yes, I can sort of move my stake that around. How would that work? Yeah. Yeah, so I think you're talking about the, the UX portion of the liquid staking module. Taking taking one step back, the liquid staking module, first of all, gives stakers peace of mind. It's a safety framework, it's it's regulation, and it basically exposes a number of knobs, controls that Cosmos Hub Governance can tweak to make sure that liquid staking providers and liquid staking doesn't get too big, doesn't get too concentrated, and make sure that all the incentives are aligned. So the first piece of the liquid staking module is a 25% cap on the total amount of atom that can be liquid staked. So no more than 25% of voting power can be concentrated in the hands of liquid staking providers. And as we all know, one third of stake is a critical threshold where bad actors can help block production or censor transactions. So let's stop below that 25%, check in, make sure everything's okay, and then maybe we can reassess the cap. Uh, the second piece of the liquid staking module is that today validators can take unlimited delegations from liquid staking providers. With LSM, before receiving any liquid stake delegations, validators need to put some skin in the game by self-bonding Atom. This reduces validator corruption risk. If the validator acts maliciously, they get slashed. And we can get into the technicalities of how much they have to put up and what that means for them in a minute. Uh, but I think the feature you were referring to is a UX feature. And it's maybe the most exciting part of the LSM. Uh, the liquid staking module lets you convert staked atom into liquid staked atom instantly. Under the hood, it's tokenizing your bonded delegation shares, making them transferable such that you can send them to a liquid staking provider and they'll be converted into SD Atom for you without having to wait the three weeks that stakers currently have to wait when they unbond and then liquid stake. So you'll just visit a website like Stride or Persistence, 
and click liquid stake, your shares will be converted into transferable stake, sent over to the liquid staking provider, and you'll receive ST Atom in return. So we're super excited about the upgrade. It goes live on Wednesday, and I think uh, it's going to really kickstart liquidity in Cosmos. That's using the token as chairs structure, right? And then the redemption on the on the side of the liquid staker. Yeah, it's it's. I do I do think that's pretty exciting. It's onboarding without sort of having to unstake the atom, and you know, sort of buffet uh, the host chain uh, is uh, super slick. I think that's that's uh, very very helpful. So, um, the I was wondering about the LSM cap. Uh, you talked about twenty five percent. Did that pass through hub governance? Is that is that sort of like a governance parameter? Yeah, it did. It did. So the, maybe some history on LSM. Uh, Zocdian Inclusion built it in 2022, uh, first MVP version. It was kind of sitting in a GitHub repo, um, but was never ported onto any chain. There were a few last tweaks that needed to be made. So uh, Inclusion and the Cosmos Hub team got the ball rolling on those earlier this year. And a few other teams like Haifa, um, Persistence, Stride plugged in to help and get it across the line. And the 25% cap that you mentioned was in the forum post that went up, I think in June or July. Uh, there are a few other parameters in that forum post. And then there was a signaling prop to ratify the intent to add the liquid staking module to the hub. It included proposed values for the parameters, so 25% for the cap. And then more recently, there was a vote to upgrade the Cosmos hub to V12. Uh, so Gaia V12 uh, upgrade, which is going live in five days, and that will bring all this work to fruition and upgrade the Cosmos Hub to include the LSM. So the second part of the that what you mentioned were the bonds that the validators have to put up. So as far as I understand, uh, I inspected some of this way back, but it, there, there's a ratio uh, between like how much the validators put up and that that translates into a maximum stake they can get. There's some sort of, some sort of multiplier. Is that right? Yeah, the validator bond factor. It validator bond. Okay. And what's do you remember off the top of your head what that is? Like I'm wondering because that affects somehow decentralization, right? I mean, if you put it up, if you put the ratio to a low, then only rich validators will be able to get stake. But if you put it up too high, then you know they don't have enough skin in the game. So, like, what's yeah. the? Yeah, basically, the validator bond factor determines the degree of skin in the game that validators must have in order to be entrusted with delegations from these providers, the liquid staking providers. It's currently set to 250. Um, and just taking a step back, current atom liquid staking uh, requires zero skin in the game from validators. The effective validator bond currently is infinite. When validator puts up zero, they can receive 100% voting power from the liquid staking provider. And uh, there's a trade-off, right? High validator bond factors are a step towards regulated, but regulated capital efficiency. Low validator bond factors require a ton of skin in the game. They economically encourage liquid staking providers to bring liquid staking markets out of the shadow markets and into this regulated landscape controlled by the LSM. Uh, but it's possible that smaller validators might not have enough capital to put up a validator bond. And uh, so that, that there's a decentralization versus capital efficiency trade-off. And 250 seemed like a reduction from infinity, a big step towards safety. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely smaller than Infinity, uh, but it also uh, retains stake decentralization. It's not it's not ten, uh, where a validator would have to put up, say, a hundred thousand atom in order to receive a million atom from um, liquid staking provider. The the numbers we're talking about are actually pretty small. Uh, we wrote up a document and shared with validators in the last few days that recommends a tailored amount of validator bond for each validator. And the, the ranges are between 300 and 700 atom. I think the high end 700 atom is under $5,000. So it, it's starting to become, that, that's relatively affordable for, for a business um, who's, who's running a validator, especially the, the um, those on the Cosmos hub who are often quite reputable and have some capital at their disposal. Um, yeah, sounds, I think um, I'd probably have to uh, probably go and have a look at the forum post just to see the argumentation around the, the 250 value. It seems, uh, I mean, what you're saying, you know, makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering if people are sort of pushing against it and, and you know, having some ideas, some other ideas and, you know, arguing that it should be higher or lower. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the UX part is, of course, I think the enabler for actual, you know, for the actual use cases. Uh, so I'm wondering if you can talk about that. So the... Um, how are you guys using it in Stride? So you said single click. I, I start with staked Atom, and with a single click, I can liquid stake. So you'll look at my Kepler, uh, or or just check my via my address. You'll check what I where where my delegations are, and you can just pick all those up and liquid stake them. Liquid stake them right away. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet. So we, we did have one click liquid staking for traditional liquid staking, starting mm -hmm. from liquid Atom. Uh, with the liquid staking module, there are a few intermediate steps, and uh, it's it's difficult to do this all with one click because you're executing an action on the Cosmos Hub and then an action on Stride. And, um, tying them together is possible, and we're, we're working on it. But right now, it's more than one click. But we we built a front end UX flow that we think is is fairly intuitive, and hopefully, is intuitive. Um, actually, I could uh, we could pull it off right now and. We'll talk about the transactions and yeah, maybe we should show it and, and sort of discuss while it's happening. But so so while you're pulling that up, I, I'm guessing the key, uh, the, the key driver or key problem to solve here is the, the async nature of IBC, right? So meaning like you have to first do something, then wait until um, information reaches another chain, and then do something over there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. The async nature of um, of IBC. And uh, there are some security considerations and tricky failure cases that come along with the safety framework that is LSM. So what if you try to tokenize and you're actually above the 25% limit? Or what if you try to tokenize and the validator hasn't put enough skin in the game, so the tokenization fails? Hmm. Then how do you deal with the, the reversion of that failure? Or how about this? What if you tokenize, extend those tokens to stride, Stride attempts to liquid stake them for you, but in the time between tokenizing and sending, the validator right. gets slashed. Right, right. Yeah, those are those are. Let's let's talk to them as you as as we try this out. Right. So, uh, what I'm looking at is a staging build. Right. Oh, yeah, this is a staging Stride. build. This is connected to a, a local uh, Docker version of, of Stride. We have we have Stride spun up, we have the Cosmos Hub spun up, and we have a relayer between them. Right. And uh, they're talking and sending packets. But we, I have a, a dummy account here with, with fake money. And I'm on uh, the Atom liquid staking page. And th 
this view might be familiar to most people. It's standard liquid staking, but what's new is this toggle where you can pull from your natively staked balance rather than pull from your uh, liquid atom. So mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's dive into that. It looks like I have 108 atom delegated to Kier, who's the, the wonderful, incredible front-end developer who built this. Um, so I can, I can go ahead and select him and liquid stake five tokens from Kier. Now, at this point, my tokens are still delegated to Kier. I've, they're on the Cosmos Hub. They're staked. And uh, this flow does three steps. It will first convert the liquid stake into a transferable share, which is actually an NFT under the hood. You can see that message here. Do you see the pop-up when I'm sharing? Uh, no, don't see the, I think you're sharing the tab so we don't see the, the, the actual Kepler. Okay, well, I can, I can narrate it. Kepler popped up and it's prompting me to sign a message that says message tokenized shares. This takes my delegation and it converts it into an NFT that's transferable between accounts, but it represents my delegation to a particular validator for a particular number of tokens. So I'm going to approve that transaction now. Those tokens are being tokenized, made transferable. Now they're sitting on the Cosmos Hub as an NFT. The next step is to send them over to Stride where I can liquid stake them. So Kepler has popped up a prompt for signing an IBC transfer from the Cosmos Hub to Stride. I'm going to sign that right now. Now the so you're saying transfer Adam, but in fact, it's transferring the tokenized shares, right? If we're talking yeah. like brass tax, it's moving yeah, the tokenized share by IBC. Yeah, part of, that's that's a really good point. Part of the front end here and making the UX hopefully intuitive is abstracting some of that detail away from the user, but but not all of it. They should know that they're transferring Adam, but the fact that it's an NFT that represents the shares, we're trying to strike a balance of, of what we show and don't show. Um, so it looks, looks like the transfer is completed. I see another message on Kepler. It says, uh, sign an LSM liquid stake, different than a liquid stake because an LSM liquid stake takes in, as you said, NFT shares rather than Atom. So it's a distinct code path on Stride. I'm going to approve that. And that's it. So if I go back to Stride, looks like I have five Atom staked and I received five ST Atom. And my delegation to Cure was previously 108. Now it's 103. Uh, how would this flow work if you picked multiple validators? And what would you know? Do you guys allow selecting different amounts from each validator? And then so obviously then you have two NFTs that are moving across IBC, right? So it's all batched, I guess. Solved all of that. Yeah. So uh, this is an interesting question. We were debating this internally. Should we allow folks to batch multiple NFTs and transfer them across? We decided to stick with the very simplest flow for now, banking on the fact that users aren't delegating to that many validators. We estimated, we did some user interviews and estimated that the average user is probably delegating to at most five validators. So we decided to show a list here. If I were delegating to Cure, but also some, also um, Aiden and Vishal, I would see their validators here and I would have to select them one at a time. Mm -hmm. tokenize, send the shares over, stake them. In the future, we might add a button that says liquid stake it all, right. and then tokenize them all, batch them. But 
coming back to the failure cases, some of the failure cases are global. They apply to all the validators, but some of the failure cases are specific to particular validators. So how do you handle the case where I have 10 delegations, nine succeed and one fails, but because that single delegation to cure failed and the transfer is a batch transaction, they all get rolled back. Kind of a tricky yeah, user experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, I to go with the simple solution for now. Yeah, it seems intuitive. So you got it down to three clicks. I think that's uh, pretty impressive given that IBC is there um, in the middle and it looked, uh, looks pretty slick. Yeah, uh, well, we'll, we'll see uh, on Wednesday when it goes live. Hopefully, hopefully it's, it works and is intuitive for, for everyone who wants to tell us on so now let's assume you guys pick up, you know, uh, a bunch of new uh, liquid stakers and uh, you're starting to increase sort of the, the, the proportion of, of Adam that's staked by you guys, right? There's one important thing that you know, is top of my mind, which is uh, liquid staking governance. How are those tokens managed? Obviously, um, now stakers that are, uh, that let's say, are part of the community of, a, of, of, a, of the liquid staking chain now let's say own a bunch of stake in, in a host chain, in this case, the hub in case of Adam, right? So um, there are a bunch of questions around like, hey, what does, uh, you know, how does the hub ensure they can't be harmed by this substantial amount of, uh, of economic force? You know, what can, be, what can be done here? How are you guys thinking about it, first of all? Yeah, yeah, so from first principles, governance is crucial. And if you imagine a world where liquid staking is thriving, um, let's say on Ethereum, where nearly 33% of all stake is liquid staked, go governance becomes crucial. And take that to its limit, if more than 50% of stake is liquid staked, and liquid stakers don't have the ability to vote on proposals, uh, the minority of native stakers then control governance. And uh, the proof of stake, in particular in Cosmos, the delegated proof of stake mechanism breaks down very quickly. So. It's crucial to have governance, but it's also crucial to have safe governance. And the naive implementation of liquid governance, where you allow ST Atom holders to vote, would be to tally up how much ST Atom everyone has and allow them to cast votes on the Cosmos Hub. Obviously, that's a little bit short-sighted and um, goes against what's implemented in the governance module in Cosmos. The Cosmos governance module implements uh, system where only locked tokens can stake, you uh, can vote. You have to be staked to vote. Uh, so uh, similarly, we need to implement a system like that in liquid governance. Otherwise, a, a number of different attack factors open up where users could vote, sell the token, get a new token to another account and vote again, or simply vote, transfer to a new account, vote again, transfer to a new account and repeatedly accumulate vote uh, sibling the, the governance proposal. Right, that will obviously be unhelpful. Um, yeah. Are there, so, so one thing that was going uh, through my mind as well, like could you somehow leverage uh, or do you could somehow borrow uh, against this and increase the size of your vote? Do you think that's, uh, that's an attack that makes sense? Yeah, yeah you, you probably could. Uh, one of the most common use cases for ST Atom is looping on lending markets. So get ST Atom, put it as collateral on UMI, borrow Atom, liquid stake, deposit that as collateral on UMI, and repeat. 
Uh, you can 5X your ST atom this way today and uh, maybe more in the future. <laughs> On Aave, I think you can 18X. The Ethereum community decided to set the limits um, uh, pretty aggressive there. Uh, but uh, the same attack can be used yeah. for governance. Right, right. So, I mean, there are these use cases. So, I mean, when we first talked about uh, your, you have to look, lock your liquid staking tokens to go, to vote, like I, I do find the the deep irony in that you're trying to liquefy the stake, which you then have to lock up to to yeah. actually vote. But look, I mean, in all seriousness, I get what you're saying. Like, if liquid staking, you know, takes a substantial part, uh, you might not even reach quorums, right? Without if yeah. you don't have, yeah, if you don't have, uh, you know, liquid staking governance. So, how do you guys proceed to sort of implement that? When you say when you say locking, what kind of locking? Yeah. So, the main uh, criteria you need to satisfy is you need to lock for the unbonding period. Um, and the unbonding period is different on each chain. So the, the locking mechanisms differ by token. And the next question you might ask is where should these tokens be locked? Well, if you just lock them after the liquid staked immediately, you haven't really done much beyond native staking. Uh, the risk profile looks very similar and you're not earning additional yield. Uh, so that's a very naive implementation. Let a user liquid stake on stride, lock the token there, and give them vote governance rights to, to vote on the Cosmos Hub. And we can talk about how that governance works. How do they beam the vote to stride, and how does that get transferred onto the hub in a minute? But just talking about the design for a second, that's, that's V1, and that's something that stride comp- contributors are working on and is basically finished. Um, but it doesn't help the user that much because who wants to lock their liquid staking token outside of DeFi? The more interesting flavors of liquid governance are locking ST tokens within DeFi. So at a very basic level, you could lock your token within an AMM pool. You're providing liquidity on Osmosis, say, and you lock in the 14-day gauge. I think that's the unbonding period on Osmosis. Once you've Verify that you're locked in that gauge, then you can cast a vote over to Stride, but then gets beamed onto the Cosmos Hub on your behalf to participate in governance. So that's an interesting idea. On the other hand, you know, if if the if the AMM pool actually turns unfavorable, and I want I can't pull my liquidity out because I'm locked due to the governance constraints, right? So yeah. I have to sort of pick and choose your IV. Like, can you can you do this for some stables? <laughs> yeah, no, no free lunch. No free lunch. You, you yeah. definitely can do it with stables. So that's that's the third step. Locking in maybe a Gorex IST or any of the other stables in Cosmos, or locking ST atom up as collateral in a money market, say on Mars or Umi, and voting from there. And there are all kinds of additional DeFi use cases. You could lock ST atom up as collateral uh, for a pool on Levana Perps and vote from there. As long as locking mechanisms implemented, because all that inhibits is me sort of you know repaying the loan early and getting the collateral out. Yeah. But if 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 I'm about to get liquidated, I can always post more collateral. It doesn't matter that the existing one is locked, so it's not actually that feels that to me would feel sort of safer. Like use the you know locked anonymous collateral instead of putting it into an LP where we do know that AMMs and LPs have a. Uh, or passive LPs in AMMs don't always have the the the, the best time in the world. So yeah, yeah I mean, that's 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 welcome. You know, hearing that you, you, it would be co- locking would be compatible with use cases like like borrowing. That's making 
Let's make all our sense. Then, then that would fulfill the the the, idea, the original purpose of the liquid staking token as uh, being active in uh, in DeFi. So yeah, voting. I mean, okay, you. So that would allow you to open up the voting or solve the problem of being able to vote without endangering sort of the governance mechanism. But the second question is, you know, voting voting alignment, voting incentives. You're still the the the, the the second elephant in the room is is you are a holder of a token issued by the liquid staking chain, but you're still affecting like a host chain. So if I was uh, a holder on the host chain, my question would be, you know, how are these guys? Um, I'm letting this new community in essentially. Uh, that's that's a community of another chain, and you know, will they be voting in favor of the hub? Um, so there's obviously some alignment since they are yeah. holding Atom in some sense, but. You know, how are you guys thinking about this problem? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I think the alignment question, there are two pieces to it. The first is who, when ST Atom holders vote, who will they vote for? And as you said, most ST Atom holders are probably uh, some mixture of Stride community and Cosmos Hub community. But if we ever reach a point where a lot of the percentage of voting power on the hub is controlled by liquid staking providers, then at that point, most ST Atom holders will be Cosmos Hub community, so they should be aligned with the Cosmos Hub. Now, the other piece of it is Stride has some special privileges around choosing the distribution of voting power on the Cosmos Hub. And you see all liquid staking providers have their own solution to this. Lido has a whitelist. Uh, Stride has a system that's a bit different than a whitelist. Basically, we elect a council of members from the Cosmos Hub who will propose a validator set, and that validator set is then ratified by Stride governance. Um, so the question is, hey, what if that council is just the Stride team or some insiders on Stride? Don't they have a lot of power to shift the distribution of uh, delegations within the Cosmos Hub? We're trying to, to build systems to make sure that incentives and the council's very aligned with the host chain. A uh, few things we're doing. This council is exclusively composed of Cosmos Hub community members, no one from the Stride team, no, no, no Stride team contributors. And uh, we're trying to also uh, make sure that no one on the council is a validator because there's a true, clear conflict of interest if you're rating other validators and you are one of them. Um, today, if, if one of those members is a validator, they can vote on themselves. And the second piece of it is the um, governance that elects this council is governance on the hub. So a signaling proposal goes up on the hub to, to ratify the council. Um, stepping back to voting by proxy, you, you see some designs on Ethereum, people talking about dual governance, where Cosmos hub or host chain voters can maybe veto a proposal that's put up uh, and passed. We want to eventually move towards a model like this. So if Stride votes to... So no, let, let's unpack that just to be clear, because I think we, we skipped from one to, one to the other very, very quickly now. But, so I still want to ask, original, proposing, like having a council um, guide the distribution of the tokens on the host chain, that's elected from the community of the host chain makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But I want to make sure I understand right what you said. So the, the first proposal appears on the hub, it's a signaling proposal to, to basically elect this committee, right? Exactly. To like put it together. That like if that passes, then this committee, like the, the people that are in the committee, 
one-to-one just uh, are also um, put up on a proposal at Stride. Mm-hmm. And their people vote yes or no to like agree or disagree, but they can't actually modify. There's no there's no provision for changing the like swapping out somebody. It yeah. has to be like a, if it's not a pass, you have to restart again on Cosmos Hub and just like okay, okay. So so it's sort of like a veto control by Stride, but the proposal and the the the, con- the composition of the committee comes entirely from the hub. Yeah, well said. Well said. Okay, okay. And then then the, the so the, now we start talking about the other side, which is when. Uh, you want to also allow uh, maybe Cosmos Hub the, the, or the host chain to also like have some governance power over proposals that affect them, but that are being proposed on Stride, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about this use case. Like Stride puts up a proposal, it affects the hub. And then, you know, what do you do? Like Stride is already a big, you know, big liquid staking holder, so it has a lot of tokens. Uh, how does, you know, how does this work? Yeah. Um, Stride could propose to change the method by which validators are selected. For example, could could vote to do away with the Stride governance control of the council veto power, and instead just distribute stake equally across all the validators in the hub. Um, and maybe Stride holders think think that's the right thing to do, but Cosmos Hub doesn't. They should have a veto right. So we're we're working towards uh, that model. One. one so would that be somehow enforceable though, or would it would have to be like so I'm thinking how would this be included in the in the in the proposal, right? So what trick because some stride proposals obviously wouldn't have to go through hub governance, right? But some would. And now the major question in my mind always is like, how should the how is this enforced that the right proposals actually do get the chance uh to, to veto? Because I think that's a really hard problem, actually, honestly. Yeah, it's super super hard problem. And I, I think ICS laid a foundation for this. I believe with current consumer zones, Stride is one of them. Certain governance proposals have to be voted on by the hub and certain go through Stride token holder governance. And the ICS split is clear. Anything that concerns the packets sent back and forth between Stride and the hub for slashing and staking and core chain logic that involves the Cosmos Hub validator set, that should involve the Cosmos Hub community. But business logic on Stride is, is a Stride token holder concern. Uh, so th- that's how they delineate there. Now, with um, uh, with with Stride's position as a as a consumer chain, you have to remember that ultimately the Cosmos Hub validators run the binary. They're the ones who, if they wanted to, could fork. If they wanted to, could add arbitrary code. If two thirds of them were to were to agree to do that. Um, so at the end of the day, they have control. And that's part of the reason why I think the Stride community voted to join the Cosmos Hub. It gives a special kind of alignment that can't be achieved as a fully sovereign chain. So gave up a little sovereignty, but now the Cosmos Hub um, has a higher degree of trust that if something were to go wrong on Stride or Stride token holders were to go rogue and try to change the validator distribution in some unfavorable way, Cosmos Hub validators could step in and take back the reins. Right, I, I see that. Okay, so this likely does sort of align the communities a bit more, or let's say intertwines them, I think is more is more yeah. accurate. Like hopefully alignment comes out of that. Yeah. Uh, but like your the, the, the effect here seems to be that they're, they're bound together more tightly because many effects can have counter effects because of this, like, say, joint validator set. Yeah, you're for, in it whether you like it or not. 
yeah. Um, so like, it sounds like you guys are doing a, a, a lot of interesting work. So I hope uh, you guys carrying on at the same uh, speed. I'm excited to see, uh, to check out the, uh, you know, uh, check out Stride when it goes live. See if I can uh, liquefy some of those stakes that I've got. Well, uh, so best Aiden, of luck to you guys. Uh, thank you. I think Aiden promised to shave his head if uh, 25% of, uh, if, the, if the cap is reached by the end of the year. So you'll have to <laughs> <laughs> 25% by the end of this year. End of this year. Okay, well, that's that's a long option. I don't know if that's going to be in the money, uh, but uh, yeah. exactly. like I, he's not asking for anything else in return, right? So we can still take the bet. So yeah, <clears throat> all right. Well, thanks for coming on, uh, Riley, and uh, you know, telling us about uh, what the next steps are, and uh, yeah, full steam ahead. Thanks for having me. This is fun.